0: Hey guys, quick announcement. During this episode, we reference a whole bunch of times the fact that we're going to be recording a full-length review for the Animation Deliberation feed, which is a Stranded Panda podcast right here that Jay Scotty hosts with Zuhair Ali and Andrew Rogers. We worked out some scheduling things. We keep saying in the episode that it's coming soon. It is not coming soon. It is already there. So if you want to hear us talk in-depth even more so about Across the Spider-Verse, go check out the Animation Deliberation feed. There'll be me, Jay, Scotty, Zoo, and Andrew all talking about uh, the full movie, all the themes, all the characters, so much emotional stuff we talk about. I really, it was a great episode. I highly recommend it um, over uh, in Animation Deliberation's feed enjoy today on the marvel cinematic universe podcast we're gonna be talking about the five possible connections we saw to the mcu in across the spider-verse if you haven't seen it yet this will be a spoiler filled thing of spider-verse but just a quick shorty and we'll be right back welcome to the marvel cinematic universe podcast my name is matthew carroll and with me today my friend jay scotty how are you my friend Doing excellent. I'm um, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Dude, happy to have you. Um, you you do the Animation Deliberation podcast here on uh, Stranded Panda, and I was so excited to talk to you about this movie, um, and we're going to do that in full over on the Animation Deliberation feed. So- yes, don't miss out on that if you don't subscribe yet go subscribe to the animation to animation deliberation uh on any of your podcatchers because we're going to be doing a full breakdown of this movie over there but here we're just going to talk about five possible connections between this and the mcu and uh, i'm going to give the requisite spoiler alert in case you haven't seen the movie and now i'm going to say the real title of this
1: episode the five
0: actual connections to the marvel cinematic universe <laughs>
1: yeah and if you are still here and haven't seen this movie fix your life and go book your tickets right now and go see this movie you will not be disappointed
0: yes absolutely you have to go see this it is if you love marvel if you love the mcu you got to see this one uh if you love the first one the first one i, re- I re-watched the first one on friday and i just it's so good. It's so, mm-hmm. so good. Well, I guess, what did you think of this one and how it stacked up? I know we're, we're more talking about the connections, but what'd you think?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, going off of the first one, the first one has been touted by a lot of people as like the best Spider-Man movie ever. And I would agree with that. So yeah, expectations were through the roof of this one and somehow it met and exceeded my expectations. It was such a visceral and, and awesome and good time in the theater. And I, I, Honestly, can't wait to see it again. I'm going to try and see it again as soon as possible. I, I really loved it. I love to hear that, man. How about you? Um, So, I love it. It's so good. Um,
0: Just to be, like, fair and balanced. I don't... There were moments in this movie where I felt slightly... Bored isn't the word. It just... <sighs> the movie slowed down a little bit in a way that the first one didn't. The f- mm. Which, I think, isn't a bad thing. But, after watching the first one on Friday, that movie is constantly moving. It's frenetic. he's it's it's about him being young and da-da-da. just it's so it's so much fun. Um sure. this one had a lot more serious moments and a lot more scenes yep. of like them reflecting. And I don't think it's a bad mm-hmm. thing, but it it did not meet my expectations of the ride I was getting ready to take. ok. um, and I think they actually did a very smart thing. the The part that I think slowed down for me the most was Miles' story. At the beginning, there's a lot of front-loaded, like, serious talk with his parents and stuff. Right. Without a lot of spider man involved and uh, without a lot of uh, chaos, which is kind of what these movies are, like, predicated around. But what they did is they started the movie with Gwen's story, which was, I loved Gwen's story. Oh, yeah. That entire sequence is amazing. And so I think they knew... Okay, we're gonna have some we're gonna have a little bit of a dip here because we want to set up this character work, which is great. Right, there's not a bad thing. But I definitely felt it after watching the first one and then going directly into the second one. It felt like, all right, frenetic, frenetic, crazy, wow, let's go, let's go. And then, whoo, okay, I've hit a blob wall and I'm like kind of slowed down here. So there was a little mm-hmm. bit of the expectation that didn't meet for me, but there were so many other things it did that were amazing and met all of my expectations and exceeded them in spades. I mean, mm-hmm. who? And that's what we're here to really talk about right now. The real yeah. ec- excesses of this movie are I think in the connections to the MCU that we got. Yes, indeed. It's crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah. So uh <laughs> I guess I guess we, we we're going to do five connections that we saw in in the uh, in the theater here. Um yeah. For, I mean, the biggest one i feel like yes. is the doctor strange and the, don't he miguel says um don't get me he's talking about how miles caused a problem with the timeline and a problem with the multiverse and then he's like don't get me started with doctor strange and that nerd on earth one nine 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 nine. right so miguel not only knows about it but has interacted with the, those that that situation
1: yeah, an obvious nod to Spider-Man No Way Home um, for those of us that have been eagle-eyed or like really paying attention to the MCU before Multiverse of Madness came out and kind of reestablished like the MCU continuity as Earth-616. Before that, it was known as Earth-199999, however many mm-hmm. nines afterwards. So yeah, that was a, a, a great reference. Yeah, right off yeah, the bat there. Absolutely. And I got to say, I was really
0: excited that they changed it back because I hate... The idea yeah. that the MCU is Earth-616. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the comic continuity. Yeah, Exactly. It, it, yeah. Like, Let it be its own thing. Yeah. yeah. It's a multiverse. If you give two of them the same designation, you're merging them, but they're not the same. So it makes it seem like they're in two different multiverses. Um, sure. Sure. So- I really like this. I like that they've, because I said this when we did our coverage of Multiverse of Madness. I said, well, maybe they're just wrong. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> like, that's like just Christine Palmer's just wrong. <laughs> yeah. Christine Palmer's numbering system in that universe is wrong. And you know it because their Illuminati got owned. So their numbering <laughs> system
1: also got owned. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> what about you? What's, uh, what's a connection that popped into your mind? Well, you said that was the biggest one and biggest in terms of like my jaw dropping me and me like yelling at the screen like, yes, uh, was Donald Glover appearing as Aaron Davis as the Prowler, a live action character in this animated world, a la who framed Roger Rabbit or vice versa. Yes. And that was that was the moment that blew my mind.
0: I could not believe it. I could not believe that they went there. They got like Donald Glover to do this cameo. It makes absolute sense that he would. Like he's a great he's a great guy, great actor and like loves this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh people may know this but I believe
1: like he is sort of the basis of what sparked Miles Morales originally, right? To some extent, I don't know how true that is, but I know he was one of the front runners and like one of the fan casted like early on when there was ever talk about like bringing Miles to like the big screen. People were like really campaigning for uh donald glover and he said he was on board and like to the point where on an episode of community like he showed up in a spider-man suit like spider-man pajamas and it was obviously like a a reference to that whole concept and the first film actually um has a nod to that because on a tv screen you see that episode of community like interpreted in that that cartoony style oh is that that what that was on the tv yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I saw that TV screen and there was a
0: Spider Man on. It. I was like, "Wait, what was that?" I didn't rewind to yeah. check it out. That's hilarious. I didn't realize that was a community yeah. screen, man. Yeah. So yeah, we now know Donald Glover, the Prowler from Earth One Nine 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 Nine, was in this in live action.
1: um yeah. So cool. So so cool. He looks awesome in the Prowler getup too. Like he made a reference in Spider Man Homecoming about like anti gravity boots when he's like you know dealing all the. Uh, Vultures, like weaponry and equipment, so to get to yeah see him like fully garbed up was just so, so cool,
0: yeah, for sure. um another one of my favorite connections was the time stream. yeah when they when they show the time stream, it is a very reminiscent of Loki and Multiverse of Madness and all the other mm-hmm. times where they've talked about the time stream with these forking yes. branches. They literally show it like a tree emerge from the ground with like forking branches, and Miguel is explaining the timeline.
1: In terms of like visual continuity, I think that was one of the strongest by far. Like, yeah. in the final episode of Loki, when we were at the Citadel at the end of time with he who remains, it was more of a circle and we saw the branching timelines, but the fact that it's like this white line with kind of like this bluish mm-hmm. glow to it and the way it branches off like strands or, or yeah. Like yeah. strands. It's, sort of, uh, it's like,
0: it's like wispy and sort of, yeah, it, yeah, it looks very, very uh, visually similar. Um, the, other thing that's visually similar in the same way it connected me to loki was their screens um their mm. screens to me they're not exactly the same by far but their okay. screens were kind of looked like their computer screens inside that citadel no, It's not the citadel i'm talking about uh it's it's inside of miguel's base or whatever like the spider spider fortress the spider society i think they call it in the movie um uh Yes, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At one point she says, it's the Spider Society and it pans out to uh, show all the spiders.
1: Yeah, I think she calls that the lobby, but I think it, it is the Spider Society at large, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Well, either way, the screens that they have at the the HQ, as they call it throughout
0: the movie, um, yeah. look a lot like the TVA colors. And the mm. TVA, like they have that same orange look to them. Um, mm-hmm. It looks a lot to me like... It, it could it could coincide with TVX technology, which made me think the big reveal in this movie is that Miguel is maintaining a timeline for all the Spider-People to have their destined canon moments, which are right. mostly terrible things that happen to Spider-Man. Right. Um, which kind of reveals the Spider-Society and Miguel to be sort of bad guys um, mm. in a way. Um sure. in a, Through a certain point of view or whatever. Um
1: right.
0: So it made me think like he's kind of the TVA. Like I want to know how. Sure. Miguel and the TVA and like these things, like when we see in the movie when a canon event is disrupted and we see a universe start to implode on itself. Could right. that somehow be related to the TVA pruning? You know what I mean? Like, is that, yeah. is there things going on, interactions here that we're not actually seeing on screen, but could be happening?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a super valid point. Like, Spider Man 2099 is obviously in the future, but not that far removed from where we're at now as it was when the character was first introduced. But yeah, thinking that Kang, Nathaniel Richards, is even farther into the future, he certainly could have taken what Miguel O'Hara was doing there and just built upon it to, to do what he ultimately did with the TVA. I think that's mm. a, a wonderful point. Yeah. It's
0: a really good, it's a really good thought. The, the fact that it could be built on. Um, yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> gosh, I love it. I love it so much that all these connections exist and how much it feels like that, We gotta go protect the timelines. It feels like the TVA. It feels like this. Mm -hmm. And it's all connected. So you get this Loki episodes with the TVA and you've got this with the Spider Society trying to protect all the Spider-Men, their canon events. And it just feels like this really interesting uh, tapestry, but they both exist in the same multiverse somehow.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you're referring to the canon events and how all the canon events are these terrible things that happen to Spider-Man, which brings me to the next one. Like We don't get a... Tom Holland appearance or cameo forthright but mm-hmm. we do have archival footage of both uh Toby Maguire's Spider-Man kneeling over his uh his Uncle Ben as well as Andrew Garfield with Captain Stacy so by extension having had both of those Spider-Men appear in No Way Home again they're it's therefore connected to the MCU because we know this is a one big multiverse that is all connected yes
0: absolutely and it's just, my, my theater erupted when we look sure. up and we see the, you know, Toby and Andrew. Um, and, it was just so, and there's a lot of other little connections. We're talking about the MCU connections because that's what we're here mm-hmm. to do. But there's also, right. like, connections to the video game. And they even oh, say, yeah. uh, they, have, they have a little... They have footnotes in this movie. I've never seen a movie yeah. with footnotes in, on the screen right. before. <laughs> I don't even think they did that in the first one, if I recall. But they do all these they like didn't. footnote yeah. references. So cool. Because yeah. like they have the Insomniac version of Spider-Man from the game yes. walkthrough. And he looks just like from the game. And there's a little yep. footnote that says, Insomniac Spider-Man. And like yeah. it's like a reference to a comic book. You get those in comics. You get those little reference bubbles right. sometimes.
1: It's sure. so cool. So cool. Well, when you have over 240 unique characters you kind of need footnotes to be able to keep up with everything and i'm still gonna Mm. have to watch this movie multiple multiple times in order to catch all the references but yeah the insomniac spider-man was great we got a video game guy i'm the video game guy that's me and then even um miles roommate uh who i believe is ganky he was playing the ps4 game like earlier on in the movie when he was supposed to be working on his essay
0: yes i saw that too i was
1: going to comment because you were talking about the
0: a community episode uh, being yeah. shown in the first movie, I saw the Insomniac game being played and I was like, wait, I guess in this universe, you know, they talk about merchandising of Spider-Man throughout the first movie right. and in this movie um, and so I guess they have a Spider-Man game that is very similar to the Insomniac game. Yeah, exactly. Super fun. Unless we want to talk about Turtles on Turtles here and go like, that Insomniac game within this universe that we see Gonky playing is also the game that the Spider-Man is removed from which means that like fictional versions of spider-man within the spider-verse are also versions of spider-man in
1: the spider-verse that's kind of how i take it yeah you think okay that's a little tricky I mean, the, fact, the fact that we go to the, yes. Oh the lego yes oh my product. yeah i love the
0: lego i love you're one of my best guys
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and this isn't one of the connections that we agreed on beforehand when we talk about five but i'll give you a bonus one here in that lego scene it's J. jjom Uh, J.K. Simmons voicing J. Jonah Jameson. And there are a couple of instances where you see J. Jonah Jameson, and it's all in keeping of that J.K. Simmons uh, appearance, whether it's in the MCU or the other versions of Spider-Man that he showed up in. So just um, J.K. Simmons being a through line is a connection in itself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As soon as I heard his voice, like, oh man, they're doing that. That's another case. And it is, it's it's through multiple universes within this universe. It's in the uh, Lego version, but it's also throughout the other versions they go to. It's always J.K. Simmons, I believe. Um, So that's super cool that they're keeping that connection and that through line. I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, The last one I have here on our list of five is the the shop owner from Venom. Yes. uh, Appears, which I did not recognize her. I felt bad. Um, right. I was like, wait, who, who is this? I had to text you after like, who is the shop owner? Uh, right. because yeah. the shop owner from Venom is, uh, sees spot in one scene.
1: Yes. Yes. And he comes through and his mind is blown about the extent of his powers. And she's just not impressed. He's like, you see weird stuff every day. But mm-hmm. This is just another weird thing for you, but this is huge for me. <laughs> and, uh, Yeah. Uh, You know, Venom is one of those, like, its connection to the MCU is kind of tenuous, but we've had a couple of post-credit scenes. We know that Tom Hardy's uh, Venom was in the MCU for at least a little while, and he left behind a little bit of Venom. So that's enough of a connection for me. And that was a great scene, but having that first live-action appearance, like the live-action with the animation, just set up what we got later on. Like, it made it pay off Mm -hmm. even more so for me. It's like, let's start with Venom, which, you know, people will probably be like, oh, that's cool. And then just blow their minds later on with these other connections.
0: Yeah, 100%, man. Um, Okay, that's our connections. The one connection that I felt like was blatantly missing, and I feel like they're saving it. And you mentioned it earlier, Uh Tom Holland does not appear in this. Mm -hmm. Basically, every other version of Spider-Man that I can think of except for maybe the Japanese Spider-Man from the TV show, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's in there too somewhere. Um, you know yeah, what I'm talking sure. about? There's like a yeah, Japanese oh yeah. oh, Spider-Man yeah. TV show from like the 60s or something. Uh, yeah, that is exactly
1: what you're talking about. He rides a motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> he
0: rides a motorcycle and he's not very much like Spider-Man at all. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I can't think of any versions of Spider-Man that didn't appear in this, except for Tom Holland, which to me feels like this big void. And I don't know mm. if they, it's possible let's say it's possible that they just couldn't come to a deal it was too expensive blah 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 but i knowing how much tom holland cares about these movies and like how much he fought to be to stay peter parker in the mcu and all that stuff i have mm-hmm. a feeling this is an, an intentional omission because they're bringing him in for the next one like yeah i really think that this you know two-parter as it were, will not be complete unless they bring in Tom Holland Spider-Man. And I want him to be in, in a substantial way. I don't want a glimpse. Sure. I want Tom Holland to show up and do some stuff. A la Robert okay. Roger Rabbit. You
1: know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's um I, I'm right there with you. I would absolutely love for that to happen. And uh hopefully it does happen. But I do have to kind of be wary about like my expectations not, you know, portraying what eventually is delivered to us and will i still be satisfied if i built this up so much in my head and doesn't happen but the second movie is going to be titled beyond the spider-verse and we're already hearing rumbles about all the spin-off movies that are going to happen and it sounds like miles is going to make his transition to live action so it, it seems like the perfect place to do it especially with the overwhelmingly positive reception this movie seems to be getting
0: absolutely uh well man i have uh, i have so many thoughts on this movie mm-hmm. um this episode we're doing here as a uh, sort of a tease. You, we we hmm. lured you in, my friends, here on the MCU cast. We lured you in to tease you that we are doing a full episode over on the Animation Deliberation feed this week where we're going to talk in-depth about all the big stuff, the character moments, the stuff that happened in this movie that is so cool. Um, I have some really... Fun thoughts, I think, that, like, like uh, I just, like, I have a lot to say about this movie. I think it's great. I think they're doing some really cool things about canon, and I think they're doing some really cool mm-hmm. things about, like, even toxic fandom and stuff. Like, I think there's some really interesting sure. uh, thoughts to, talk, to get into about what this movie means um, and uh, creativity and, like, kind of, like, what the whole Spider-Verse thing has been. Um, I can't mm-hmm. wait to talk about it, uh, and we're going to do that but on animation deliberation where yeah, uh, yeah. they do talk about action and animation, uh, is seriously, but not too seriously. So That's go right. subscribe right now. Animation deliberation, me and Jay Scotty and, uh, and hopefully zoo and Andrew and everybody will be able to talk over there. And we're going to talk about, uh, they already have an instant reaction episode. So you can listen yes. to their, their first John Irons, friend of the MCU cast. Um, Uh, there Jay scotty and john irons did a great episode about uh their instant reaction to the spider verse but we're going to do a full breakdown um in a few days so go over there now subscribe to animation deliberation uh, to hear our full thoughts
1: yeah and i would love to incorporate some feedback into that episode so if you want to hit us up at animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com or you can find us on any social media just search animation deliberation i this is a movie that I am over the moon about, so I want to have a lot of rich conversations about it. That's why I'm excited to have you on there, Matt. And I appreciate the opportunity to be here to kind of talk about this and the connections to the MCU, but really tease that episode. And uh, like I said, like I I feel like this is kind of a pivotal moment in terms of like animated superheroes. So like I just I want everybody to be a part of it. So thank yeah, you, man.
0: That's awesome. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, and we'll be back soon, guys, with more MCU content. But like I said, if you want to hear more about Spider-Verse, go to Animation Deliberation and hit that subscribe button. And we'll be in the feed this week.
1: Peace. Until next time, true believers.
0: Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And a special thanks to all of our subscribers at patreon.com slash You make this show possible. And a huge shout-out to both, that's right, there's two of them now, Illuminati-tier patrons, Walter Kreisky Third, and Lieutenant Bongo. Thank you, guys. If you want to find all of our fine Stranded Panda podcasts, go to strandedpanda.com. And for a video version, check out youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you want to take part in our live streams, go to twitch.tv slash TV.